everyone, Dave and Jeff, the first podcast of the week, actually on a Monday night, starting the new move as far as not going back to back as of right now, but we're going to go whatever, Monday, yeah. and then maybe Wednesday, maybe Thursday, you'll be the first to know. You'll figure it out. <laughs> you'll figure, well, if you do it right, you have a notice on your phone immediately. Yeah, that's how I get it. I'm like, whoa, new Dave and Jeff show. <laughs> Can't wait to hear it. Uh, this week. We'll be here Monday and Wednesday because I want you to come out and join me and Matt Coyle. Thursday night, we'll be at Book Catapult in South Park. Matt is signing copies of his new book, Wrong Light. If you like talk radio, if you like mysteries, especially mysteries that take place in and around San Diego that are really, really fun, uh, Matt and I will be, quote, Dave, in conversation. This Thursday night, 7.30, Book Catapult in South Park. I love this. Where's story. South Park exactly? It's right off of, uh, uh, where is it? It's just south of Uni, a couple okay. of blocks south of Uni. Really great store. Matt and I were scheduled to do this a couple of months ago. The day of, we get a call from the people at Book Catapult saying, hey, uh, can we reschedule? Something came up. And we're like, yeah, okay. Well, it turned out the owner had a major, major health issue that left him hospitalized for a couple of months. Wow. But here's how great San Diego is. This guy is a small independent bookstore. And all of a sudden, people from other stores, Warwick's and others, went down there and covered his store. Oh, that's cool. They went down and worked and ran the register and handled inventory, did everything for him while he recovered. And kept his store alive. Dude, that is something else. Isn't that great? Yeah. And and it's just, uh, I love that story. And they had said to us, uh, will you guys reschedule? And we go, no, you had one fucking chance. Uh, that's not what we said. We go, uh, what, they didn't have a wheelchair in the hospital? Not what we said either. We said we would love to reschedule and we'll be there Thursday night. I'll just is tell Matt going to read? I hope he reads because he hates it. I know. That's why I said it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to make him read chapter one. Oh, my God. And Coyle and I are pretty good friends. Yeah. And what I love about it, what we're going to talk about in this conversation is every time I talk to him about a new book, I go, how's it coming along? I hate it. (laughs) I'm like, you say every book you hate it. Yeah, but this one I really hate. It's garbage. And then the book comes out, yeah. and you go, this one, uh, Wrong Light has, it's about uh, a local woman who does talk radio, and I helped him out on it, and I was nervous. And then I read the book, and I go, hey, this is really good. I liked it. He goes, oh, yeah. No, it's good. I go, well, sh- shut up. <laughs> Told me 10 times yeah. along the line that it was garbage, but uh, he's a blast to talk to. He's incredibly funny, really, really talented. And so we'll go out, we'll support Book Catapult, we'll support Matt, we'll have some fun, but come on out, I'll see you Thursday night, 7.30 at Book Catapult in South Park, you'll enjoy it. That's awesome, good deal. All right, so got to ask about the San Diego Padres, since we're watching the Padres right now, Padres taking on the Rockies, these are big games, you know, I mean, we we talked about the schedule a little bit a couple weeks ago before the season started, and said really it should benefit the Padres, we talked about the Diamondbacks and the Giants. But this is one of those teams where the Rockies are obviously mm-hmm. off to a horrible start. Mm-hmm. We all know they're one of the better teams in the National League. 
when you win a game inside your division, we all know it's more important than obviously beating the the Pirates, you know, in, the, in June. Sure. This is this is a big series. When you look at this series here, do you look at it like, okay, right now as we're watching seventh inning, they're trailing four one, big damn deal. It's game one of a series. Mm-hmm. But do you look at this and go, that was a long road trip. You know, what do you expect? Of course, they come back maybe a little bit flat. The Rockies are knowing that, knowing, hey, you know, our backs are against the wall. The Padres have taken off like crazy. Maybe they bring a little bit more. How do you look at this series with the Rockies? I will tell you, and I wonder how many Padre fans will say the same thing. I have been invested in every inning of every game. Me too. And I cannot honestly tell you the last time that happened. But you wanted to be. It's just that you got so pissed off early, you had to bail. I remember sitting in this garage a year ago when I would say, Dave, I feel like I've watched 10 pitches and you're watching the bullpen issues. You're watching Andy Green lose his mind the other day. You're watching Matt Strom. I saw that picture of Matt Strom flipping off the Arizona bench. Uh, Tatis and Machado and Reyes. It's great. It feels like to me, and, and I know we are still sitting here in April. Yeah. You could tell me right now that these series uh, are the divisional series. Yeah. Because that's the way it feels for Padre fans. It's been awesome. And look, it helps that they're in first place. How long can they maintain the ride? Who knows? All I know for the first time in a long time, when it gets to be 7 o'clock or whatever it was yesterday, I was out running around. And at like 10 after 1, you've got the radio on. You're yeah. like, shit, <laughs> Padre game's on. What am I doing? I, I can't tell you the last time I did that, and it's great. It's been a long, long time. I mean, you talk about even when they were trying to win that four-game series yesterday against the Diamondbacks. I mm-hmm. think it's been t- since 2011 that the Padres have swept a four-game series. Yeah. I mean, that's a long time. I mean, we talk about even being in first place and how long that is or having a winning record and just simple, stupid stuff that you just don't think should be a big deal. That you think you run into it once in a while, you just yeah. don't. I mean, we said Andy Green never was even 500 until this right. year. And here he is now in, in first place with a Padre team. And he'll probably tell you, it's amazing how smart I look when I have a little bit of talent. <laughs> Helps out. Yeah. And then I, you look back at those rosters from the last few years oh, and you're like, what an embarrassment those guys ever wore the uniform. Yeah, terrible. But I liked what Andy did yesterday because he was in a spot where with this team, uh, the unity we've talked about in the past, I thought what he did yesterday where he came out and said, uh, literally clueless, talking about Mike Winters yeah, from Ocean. He was. Terrible. Just terrible. And and But I thought what Andy did was great. And listening to the radio broadcast, Dave, on the way down, Tony Jr. said he asked him about it. And Andy laughed and goes, yeah, I'll probably be a little lighter. You know, fuck that. He shouldn't be fine. You should be allowed to say... Hey, wait a minute. Why is my guy getting thrown at twice? This bullshit, the Angel Hernandez and the Mike Winners of the world that are continually, you know, that's the problem with baseball. To me, Dave, it's not about how many mound visits there are. It's not about the length of the game. It's none of that shit. You You have a problem right there that you can get resolved. You had the guy with A.J. Hinch a couple of weeks back. Where he's sitting there staring into the dugout, looking for trouble. Yep. That's the bullshit. What what I'd like to see is Major League Baseball come out and say, you know what, Mike Winters is off for two weeks. Because we're going to bring him back to New York, and we're going to say, Mike, that could have escalated into something very bad. It could have been a full-on brawl. 
you're the guy that we send there, we pay to keep things under control, and you look around like you won a fucking contest, you old dick. <laughs> That's one reason why I'm all for these changes, that right. the, the get-off-my-long guys hate. And here, here's the deal. People freaked out when all of a sudden there are no more collisions at home plate. Yeah. Because of Buster Posey. Well, Buster Posey's a major star. Now he's out for the entire year. And yeah. so... You got overall the game is better when there are not collisions at home plate. If you can keep your stars healthy and give people a reason to go out and see those star players and keep them in the lineup, it's better that way. I'm sorry. When you look at uh, the not breaking up double plays, you look at the instant replays, you look at things that make the game right. Where these umpires hate it, and the the older guys, the baseball fans, even Ernie Martinez, who's not an old guy, mm-hmm. will tell you he likes when the managers go out and yell at the umpires. What yeah. if they're wrong? Just get it over. Get the, right. the call right. I'm all for what Eric Burns wanted to do a few years ago, where you have an umpire who stands behind the catcher, and he looks up at the scoreboard, and it lights up green if you point strike, yeah. and it lights up red if it's not. Otherwise, you're just there, basically, for foul tips and everything else. But you take the power away from the umpires, because no one goes unless you're related to the umpire and buys a ticket to see the umpire. And these umpires constantly make it about them, and for you as a fan – this is a big damn deal, especially when your team's in first place. And so let's say Tatis is up or Machado, and especially Machado, you're paying all this money to, and a guy starts headhunting because yeah. the Diamondbacks are horse shit. Yeah. Well, now let's say you lose Machado for six weeks for a broken elbow. Right. It completely fucks the Padre season. Could have been bad. And Mike Winters is a dope. I mean, honestly, is a complete dope. Yeah. And, and for him to say I w- wasn't aware, what you were doing the whole fucking series. Yeah. What do you mean you weren't aware? You're the, you're the crew chief. I coached a game the, the other day, and this is just high school, to show you the difference of guys that make 600000 a year like these umpires do, and they get six weeks off during the season, Yeah, which is insane. But I was coaching a game where a coach on the other team was deliberately thrown at our player. Three God, pitches in dang. a row at the kid's face. Well, the umpire goes, that's a warning for you to him, and then he turns to me and goes, that's a warning for right. you. But I was like, what the fuck did I do? No but, retaliation. But that's why he did it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because overall, it comes down to just play the goddamn game. This isn't about freaking headhunting and everything else that goes into it. And at the major league level, more than anything else, that's when you got to protect your stars. Well, the funny thing is we hate Bob Brenly. We hate uh, Steve Berthiome. Yeah. We hate everybody associated with the Diamondbacks. Kurt Schilling sucks. Screw him. Screw yeah. Craig Council. Luis Gonzalez can pound sand. <laughs> Luis Gonzalez is causing problems. Yeah, all of them. They're all jerks. And I'll tell you what, Steve Finley looks at me cross-eyed. I'll take him out, too. Does Steve Finley work for the Diamondbacks? No, he works here. Oh, okay. <laughs> what are you upset with him for? Well, he's got Diamondback blood in him. Oh, okay. So I'm just telling him, stay on the straight and narrow. We're watching you, too. Everybody, everybody is uh, on alert. Yeah. And, and we don't know. On alert. We're just making sure there's no moles in the family, okay? Fine. Do, does Luis Gonzalez work for the Diamondbacks? Yeah. You sure? Okay. Yeah, he's a yeah, he's a radio guy. Ted I thought he worked for the Astros for some reason. No, Ted tells this story the other day, and I'm like, man, if I'm Luis Gonzalez, I bet I love Ted telling this story. Yeah, I got so, a Luis Gonzalez story too. So Ted says that uh, he goes, ah, a couple of booze down. There's Luis Gonzalez. Boy, remember when the owner came out and talked about his 50 home run season and said, well, we all knew he was on steroids. Jesus. He goes, boy, I bet he liked hearing that. Ted said it. Yeah, he goes, well, I'm thinking of the car. Well, he may not have liked it now, but the idea that we're going to bring that story back up? Damn it, Ted. 
That's one of those stories right there I think you kind of stay away from, right? Isn't that I, what happened absolutely. to our boy in St. Louis? Well, Wayne Hagen got yeah. yeah, Wayne got fucked because he got he got trapped into a gotcha moment uh regarding Todd Helton. Yeah. And said something in regards to a different player and they circled the audio to make it look like he was talking about Todd Helton and no matter what he said to get him out of it, he was pretty much done in Colorado. He was caught done in Major League Baseball, basically. Well, he went to, I mean, he did a couple For of years. For a little bit. He went to St. Louis, and they went to the Mets. He was really good, man. Really good. Doing national shit. Yeah. I mean, he was San the Diego ESPN State radio guy. guy. Yeah. And really good. Now he can't find a job in baseball. Yeah, it's just, uh, it, it's hard, man. And believe me, there's plenty of guys around baseball. We're talking about it yeah. with Dan Williams tonight. You drive around, listen to XM, and you hear different guys around the country. Man, I'm biased because he's a buddy of ours. He's so much better than 90% yeah. of these guys. I agree. But what are you going to do? It's, yeah. it's So Ted. <laughs> Ted's yeah, awesome. I mean, I was just like, <laughs> Ted's got so much fucking skin in the game, Dave. He does. He can't. Ted's, the, Ted's great. And I'm so stoked for him that he finally has something fun. Yeah. Like you can hear it. You can hear him. He was so good with Tony Jr. over the weekend. Like they were having fun together. Uh yeah, it was cool, man. These games are fun. Orsillo and Mud's fun. It's all good. Agler? Yeah. Good it, shit. It, it was it was very, very good. I was listening a lot. Um that's God dang, that's funny as shit. I told you the Luis Gonzalez story. I've told you this oh, one yeah. before where we used to get the the star of the game on KFMB. Right. Remember? And so you gave him what one or two things? You remember what the two things were? I do because I had one. I got a putter, no carbonite putter okay. or a jewelry. Collins Jewelers. Collins Jewelers. Usually it was Collins Jewelers and Donovan Steakhouse or Donovan's. Okay, but I got a carbonite putter for doing it. Yeah, it was like somebody was like, I don't even golf. You can take it. <laughs> and I specifically took a guy, Bob Chandler. I'll tell you that, and then tell me the Luis okay. Gonzalez story. Uh, this is true confessions. Bob wanted a guy for the post game that I looked at because you usually did it. Yeah. And I would fill in once or twice a homestand. And Bob wanted a guy, let's say Kurt Abbott, shortstop for the Rockies. And yeah. I looked at that and I said, that guy's probably a golfer. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to get this putter. And so... uh I said, uh, hey, he's got to go get treatment, and I got uh, Bartolo Cologne, right? Yeah. Just anybody. <laughs> and so the guy comes over, and I said, hey, all you have to do is go to the pro shop, and they'll have the putter waiting for you. And the guy's like, oh, all right. I had the fucking putter right around the corner. <laughs> and then I said to Bob, I'm like, guy's making like $5 million. And I'm like, ah, he didn't want the putter. I'll bring it back up. Fuck that. Went right in my trunk. Yeah. I had that. There was no chance. Why am I giving a, a really cool putter to yeah. a member of the Rockies? I got one. I did the right thing, right? I do have one, yeah. Carbonite. Yeah. Am I right on yeah, that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Fucking great. Love it. So, yeah. That's it. <laughs> Kurt Abbott. <laughs> I was like, Kurt Abbott looks like a guy who's golfing. And he looks like a guy that'll follow up with Bob tomorrow and be like, hey, where's that pro shop I have to go to? Oh, my God. What? <laughs> we got 50 of these putters right here. So I said, let me get a guy who doesn't give less of a shit about playing golf 
And I'll tell you what, that putter helped my game. Yeah. I went from a 47 handicap <laughs> to a scratch golfer. <laughs> All right, so what what'd you have for him, Donovan's? So it was one of those, but we were just talking about different places that he played. And, and I said, hey, did you like Houston? I go, my sister lives in Houston right now. And he goes, Houston's great. And he goes, I tell you what. Next time you travel with the team, like I don't travel with the Padres. He goes, get on the fucking next trip, and I'll I'll, I'll get you laid in Houston. <laughs> How great was yeah. that job? Yeah, it, the job was great. The only problem so with that job was it didn't pay enough to basically pay all your bills. It was just one of those things that was extra money. But it was a great fucking job. It was really probably the best job I ever had. And they don't even do that. They don't even no. do a post-game interview anymore. No. It was so good. I mean, you, and the thing is, that what made it great for me, I don't know about you, when the Padres were losing, we got to go to the other team's dugout. All the time. So we got to watch every manager manage. Like, we were 20 feet away from La Russa and Leland and yeah. Dusty Baker. and Hang out. You got to see what they were doing and how they went about a game. I thought it was fascinating. And anyone who says the game is long and boring, you sit in a major league dugout, it's going super fast by the time everything's relayed to the, to the catcher. I'll tell you, I mentioned Kurt Abbott. So one day I had uh, Kurt Abbott shortstop for the Rockies and we're just sitting and I feel like I had to take him over to the Padres dugout because I feel like that's where our connection was. There was and he would just sit in the middle of the Padres dugout at the queue. Yeah. And so we're sitting there. They're playing all their commercials and we're hanging out. I'm like, hey, Kurt's here. He's chewing seeds and spitting. He's just waiting. Now, all of a sudden, he, he'd had a couple of hits, drove in a couple of runs, but in the fifth... Who's your boy Finley on TV? Oh, we're watching you! <laughs> watching you. Finley, love that guy. <laughs> uh, so, all of a sudden, Abbott looks at me, and I'm tuned out like always. Yeah. And he goes, uh, you see that ball? I booted in the fifth. I go, yeah. But I go, you know, the guy's... On this side, I always say this infield's pretty hard. It, it skips on you. It plays hard. Ah, bullshit. I got to make that play. And I laughed and laughed. I go, calm down. You're the player of the game. Let it go. But That's it's hilarious. funny as shit. But here was the thing, and I'm sorry for anybody to do this to you, but it's true. Dave will confirm. If I said to Dave what's the worst part of getting the player of the game, I'll tell you what it was. I'll confirm it. But let me just see if you and I can be on the same wavelength as far as password. Worst part of that entire experience, what was it when you would put uh, any of these guys on the post-game show? Oh, there were a couple of bad things. The one, well, first of all, the headphones, you had to check to make sure they weren't full of your That's what I was just going <laughs> to fucking say. God damn, look at us on password. That's exactly it. We had these stethoscope headphones yeah. That would plug in, and you would get down there. You'd have to move onto the field and try to catch your guy. And that's a little bit of a dance, too, right? Because you yeah. don't want to be uh, overly active. You yeah. want to be like, hey, man, you want to be cool, but you don't want to lose the guy down the aisle. And then you get him there to the bench, and you plug these fucking headphones in, and it looks like a science yeah, experiment. Yeah, sure and sorry that Bob Chandler didn't give me any alcohol uh, rub to get those shit. And these guys would be like, what in the fuck, the fuck was is this? growing on here? Yeah. It's disgusting. Gross. That's it was. exactly it. Wait, that was it. That was disgusting. Yeah. I, had, I had Esteban Luiza stole from me. 
What do you shocker? Remember? Yeah, he's in he's jail in prison. now. He's in prison now. What do you steal? Your coke? No, he. I asked him which one do you want? Do you want the goddamn jewelry or the steak? Did you take them both? And when I turns, I turn my back to unplug. He took both of them. <laughs> the fucking guy stole. <laughs> Piece of shit. Piece of shit. Well, we're not going to visit him at Donovan. No. Game on. <laughs> uh shit what else dave uh real quick if you get the opportunity and i especially say this to parents man get your kids and take them up to lake elsinore went up saturday night saw the storm play saw luis patino play uh pitch uh, you and i had kind of thought that he was around pedro he he's much bigger than pedro really yeah and pedro's not tall pedro's like five eight five nine no but pedro looks like yeah. he's a fucking high school sophomore patino's not huge yeah. right he's not paddock or, or chris sale but very fun to watch little struggles with control may have yeah. been getting squeezed by a cal league umpire but goddamn, Dave, going to storm games at Elsinore are really, really fun. And with Mackenzie Gore up there, at least for the time being, uh, with Patino and Gore, make your make your opportunity to go up there. So who did you see? G- give me a rundown. How did it work? Uh, well, I went up there, and Gabriel Arias is the shortstop, 18. I talked to John Conniff. He said uh, defensively, maybe as strong as anybody they have in the organization. Okay. Then there's a guy, a right fielder, and I believe it, uh, Torino Oliveris, Okay, I believe is his name. And as I said to John, I felt like when you watched Paddock pitch, when I watched Buddy Reed play at Elsinore, understanding that it's a ball. Okay. But like you and I talked about before the show, if you go to a high school game, you go to a college game, they're just certain guys that stand out. And I felt like Buddy Reed stood out when I watched him at Elsinore and is hitting the shit out of the ball at Amarillo. And this right fielder, again, just one game, big dude. John told me from TJ. Yeah. I, I'm not going to act like I know his whole scouting report. Not going to lie to you. But, man, he was fun to watch. Hit a home run on kind of a chilly night, crushed it, played a solid right field. Second baseman, and and again, you'd have to look him up, but the second baseman went behind the bag and made a throw very similar. It felt like the Machado throw that Machado had yeah. made in Arizona. Outstanding defensive play. But you know, the problem is, too, my kids are 11. They like going where they know it's Mike Trout and it's... Of course. Right? Uh, those guys, Fernando Tatis yeah. and Machado. It's a little bit tougher when you're watching nine guys that you really don't know their name, and so you're kind of going through the lineup. But I paid 19 bucks a ticket, and we were the front row behind home plate. Really? Absolute That's front cool. row. Awesome. How long of a drive was it? Um, It's 15 miles north of Temecula. Okay. So we just went up on Saturday, hung out in the morning, got some lunch, and went to the Diamond. What I would say is... Um, buy your tickets online. Yeah. You can just pick them up at Will Call or get them on your phone. Do the parking online because it's eight bucks when you do that. They just put you on the list or it's 10 bucks cash at the door to park. And uh, it's just, man, the storm, they just do it. It's great. We're going back a couple of different times. But I'm definitely, I just watch 
the um, probable starters on Mad Friars, and uh, and when Mackenzie Gore's there up there again, fuck Dave, I'm dropping it to go see him. Two years ago, we saw Lucchese and Lauer. Yeah. Last year, I saw Paddock. Uh, a couple of days ago, Patino, pretty special. I think he's sixth of the Padres' prospects. Okay. And that list that I looked at included Tatis and Mejia and Paddock. I mean, guys that are already on the big league, uh, 25 men. Do you have any idea what the Padres, and I don't know the answer. I'm just asking you the question. Do you have any idea where the Padres rank minor league systems now that Tatis and, and Urias are up? I don't know that they've been. And Paddock is up? Yeah, I don't know that they've been re-ranked, right? I yeah, mean, I'm guessing the Blue Jays are probably one. Just guessing, right? Yeah, I mean, but pretty amazing when you think about last week would have been uh, the day that Tatis would have been called up. I think it would have been Friday. Big fucking mistake they made. Freddie Galvis is hitting 100 points higher and, has, <laughs> and has five home runs. Can you believe there he the, goes. Can you believe that asshole has the same amount of home runs and is hitting 345 right now? Well, I thought what they said, though, was was good. Where they go, man, he was really great. But it's he Tatis. was he was good for the Padres. But sure. you know, Tatis is a guy to go buy a ticket for. Yeah, well, I'll be. I'm in not tr- buying a ticket for Galvis. I'll be in Toronto uh, two weeks from. Are you going to go to a game? I am. I'm going Monday night, April. That's cool. Uh, May sixth. So what is that? Fifteenth. So three weeks from tonight, I'll be at the Sky Dome. Who do they uh, play? Do you have any Playing idea? the Twins. They're going to get kicked right in their little Canadian nuts. <laughs> they play the Twins tonight. That's cool. Yeah, the Twins are there. So unless, here's the thing. Here's the Blue Jays game currently ranks third on my to-do list. Okay. Uh, I have a good friend who works for the Oshawa Generals. The Generals closed out Niagara. Man, this is so fun, Dave. It's like, uh, it's a little bit like March Madness. For Canada, where the junior hockey teams are playing, but yeah. it's best of seven. So the generals closed out. They move on tonight. If they're playing, that's my number two priority. My number one priority is kind of a tie between either the Maple Leafs or the Raptors. If I can get a chance to see wow. one of those two teams play on the Monday night, that'll take priority. Then the generals, then the Blue Jays and Twins. That'd be cool. But one way or the other, I'll see the Blue Jays and Twins because I'll be up there uh, the sixth and seventh, and I don't have anything to do for work. What about coming up with uh, with the Padres? You have another Padre game that's on your schedule. You plan on soon? Next one, I have tickets for right now. I have tickets for Beach Town Night with oh, my yeah. sons, but they're already grinding me to go see Bryce Harper earlier in that week. I think that's in June, and then I think we're going back to the Angel game. Yeah, Saturday Bryce Harper's night. in town June third, fourth, and fifth. And then the Nationals are in town. I've got tickets for the Nationals. That's right. Right Have afterwards. you gone out at all? No, I haven't gone out at all. The Padres said they would take care of me going to uh, going to a game. Well, good luck. Well, I'm not going to ask. Good luck cashing that. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to ask. But you're going with us to the Preller Box with I, me and Walchef and Trotter. I do. 100% want to go to that. Yeah. I haven't had a chance. I've never talked to AJ, I think, except for awesome. when he first got the job. Awesome. Honestly, I don't think that was 2014. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, what's great about it in, is there's no cameras, yeah. there's no microphones. You can just hang out. But it, it's pretty amazing, Dave, when I was driving to L.A. and I'm listening to Ted yeah. talk about the amount of talent that's coming up for a guy that's watched every game for 30 years, if not 40 years. 
And just hearing the genuine excitement in Ted's voice, because we may tune out to go watch Deadliest Catch or Survivor. Ted's got to fucking sit there and no call kidding. nine innings of that shit. <laughs> and, you know, he said something the other day. He said, it's the best infield that I've ever seen. And, that he's ever seen? Well, I mean, Padre-wise. Really? Padre-wise. And Tony Jr. was trying to go around and said, wow, you know, well, wait a minute. What about... Wally Joyner? Yeah, but it was Wally Joyner. It was Kilvio Veras. It was Chris Gomez yeah. and Caminetti. Yeah, two of those are really good. And That's the thing. And he said he went back through it, uh, even when it was, you know, it was Templeton yeah. and Nettles, Wiggins, and Garvey. Those guys were old. Yeah. Well, you know. Other than Wiggins. Yeah. Right. But and the only one to pass was Wiggins. Right. But when you're looking at where Tatis is, where Machado is, where I mean, he was kind of talking about Kinsler being a gold glove, but yeah. Urias makes a big play tonight. Hosmer is a gold glover. Um, and Junior, who's seen this yep. team, right? I mean, since he was goddamn what, ten. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty exciting, man. And it he is put exciting. and he threw hedges in there too. Yeah. He said there's kind of that whole thing defensively because it's it's really genuinely exciting. Are you exciting that this infield's gonna be together for the next twenty years? Well, I don't know about twenty years. What the fuck? That's what Dan Cilio said this morning at five twenty five. Hundred percent. I wanna make that shit up. This is your infield for the next twenty years. Like twenty fucking years. <laughs> you fucking asshole. God, he sucks. He is terrible. I, I am disappointed. I, when, the only thing, that, honestly, that, that bums me out about this Padres season yep. is the people that talk about it, I don't think, are very educated. No. I think some of the best people that know Padre baseball are ones you just mentioned right there off of Twitter. Yeah. Guys who are really, really into it and understand the game better than the guys that turn that microphone on because they aren't baseball fans. They just right. aren't. No. A lot of these guys are football guys, and a lot of these guys just don't fucking care about San Diego sports. It's, this should be the only topic. I don't care that Tiger won yesterday. It was an amazing story. For me, that's a one-segment deal. And, man, you're going back to Padre Baseball. How can you not love talking about this fucking team nonstop? Three hours a day, talk Padre Baseball. I would go nonstop and start talking about Keuchel and wondering, like, is this guy nuts? Are you looking at it? Right, how far can you hold the wave? I would talk about Diamondbacks all day, how much we hate them. How, right, Dave? I mean, I think yesterday, what we saw at the end of that game— you and I have talked about this in years past. Bud used to really frustrate us, and Andy has frustrated us, because it never felt like this team was protected by the management, right? Yeah. But I felt like what you saw yesterday was pretty good. We've talked about sometimes a fight will bring a team together. Well, shit, man, there's too many guys that I, I don't really want to see this team in a fight. I didn't really give a fuck when Chase Headley was playing third, <laughs> that Nick Hundley was here. You can go out and fight whoever you want. Nobody gives a shit. But now you go, no, man, I don't want Tatis in a fight. You don't want Machado in a fight. You don't want uh, any of the – you don't want Paddock getting yeah. in a fight, right? You get it. But I think what you saw – Perdomo, you go fight. Yeah, Perdomo, you get in there. Robert Stock. <laughs> uh, but what you saw yesterday, what you saw on the road trip at St. Louis, you got this feeling that this is a pretty tight group. Yeah. And you like it. You like it a lot. And and that part for me is fun. And I would I would talk about that. I would but, too. Nonstop. You can't go wrong. Yeah. I, I would also say too, here's 
all everybody is upset because all of the Padre management is going on the Cilio show. What what a lot of you are ignoring is they're business partners. Entercom is paying money to have that team on the air. Yep. And for right now, you have to when you're when you're in business with somebody, sometimes you got to do some things. And I'm sorry, it's real easy for everybody to sit back on their fucking soapbox and believe me, nobody thinks Cilio's a bigger dipshit than I do. But stop getting all worried about it. Like if Ron Fowler's going on or Preller's going on, how many of you fucking listen to that show anyways? Nobody. So what are y'all freaking out for? <laughs> they paid $5 million. I mean, right. come on. They're going to want something back yes. for their money. And they're not going on Rome. Currently, they have Doug Gottlieb. And believe me, when Tony and Ello are on, yeah, they'll get guys. But yeah. you can't get Andy at 3.30 no. in the fucking afternoon. I'm just telling you, it's the way it works. Yeah. God, stop getting your fucking feelings hurt about everything in this town. You don't listen to the fucking show. What are you worried about? I don't listen to it. Jesus Christ. They might as well be going on in Amarillo and every, oh, you know, this bullshit. I'm going to tell you something. This fucking Cilio has some nerve. And this Ron Fowler has some nerve. Fucking guy wrote a check for 300 million for Machado. But we're yeah. going to throw the whole towel in because he's going to go talk to Dum Dum for 10 minutes. Shut up, you fucking pussy. God, this fucking town. I. Oh, well, I am just out. I'm outraged. What are you going to do? I'm outraged. <laughs> right. Like John Butler right there. Right? I mean, all these fucking guys. Did you see this shit over the weekend? My God. I'm outraged. Yes. I, I, this, you know, what kind of message are we sending? To who? Exactly. What are you upset about? Yeah, who? Don't listen. There's 104 people listening right now to that shit show. But... Yeah, when you're getting paid $5 million, occasionally the guy writing the check may ask you to dance a little bit. Exactly right. All right, Mr. Bojangles, <laughs> you get your ass out there and you dance. God damn. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Rogue, I got two Padre things for you. Uh, All right. right. One is, I'm one of, this, and this is for me to make myself feel better. You talk about this Padre team right now, and basically you're saying you aren't missing an inning, you aren't missing a game. You're loving every second of it. So fun. They run it like this, okay, all the way through the end of September. And you're into these games. Uh-huh. But they fall short, okay? Let's yeah. say they lose to the Nationals or the Phillies or they make it to the World Series and they lose. Okay. You're going to say exactly what I said. They gave you six months of entertainment. Well. Come on. The little different with this team. Uh, you're going to say it was great. You're going to say I really enjoyed the last six months. I was invested in this fucking team. Completely. And I'm going to be saying it with a cool hundred in my pocket. And I'll tell you this, too. Are you ever going to spend it? You're just going to always hold it there. Just just gonna, every time you look at yeah. it, to go. I, you know, I cannot. This is the other thing that makes me fucking nuts about this town. Tell you the other shit I'm sick of is all you candy asses that are caving in. You know, Dave, I'm willing to wave the bet. Fuck you. I'm not waving shit. Because you've sat there and talked so much shit about yes. this team. This organization. The organization, this the city. whole thing. Yeah. And Brian Curry's like, oh. Ray Kroc. Yeah, I'll give all the money back for a, for a Jake sandwich. I'm like, I'll buy you a goddamn Jake sandwich. Dave's not going to. going to stick that tab with Walchef. It's not true. You will, too. I know what you'll do. <laughs> I know exactly what you'll do. 
You'll get in there, and as soon as the check comes, you'll get your little crocodile arms, and you'll be like, oh, every time I look at this menu, and then everybody will feel bad, and they'll pay the tab, and you'll laugh all the way out to the car. Oh, my God. You will. Till <laughs> save $13. That might be the coldest, dirtiest thing you've ever said. Ever. You do it. Good Lord. That's and you know who would mo- appreciate that's it? That's not at all. My move is this. Do you I know s- who would appreciate that what? move? That other shitty Dodger fan that lived in the, under this roof. He'd love it. Dad, milk him. <laughs> Make Walchuk pay. I looked at that. I said, no, 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 no. I got to step in and rein everybody in. Oh, my gosh. Get uh, out of here. All right. You brought up something interesting. Kind of sad and something interesting at the same time. I mentioned to uh, to my wife this weekend. I said, you know, Jake and I always had a deal where every year him and I would go up to Dodger Stadium. Yeah. And we'd go to a game together. All right. And I said, this year, I said, I'm going. I said, I'd like yeah. you and Josh to come with me, but I go, yeah. bu- I go and buy a ticket for Jake. Right. Absolutely. She thought I was crazy. No. And I said, 100%, I'm going to spend the money for an extra seat for Jake. Absolutely. I love that. I said, at least the first time I go back. I love it. I, why yeah. not buy? I mean, we leave she, CS's she, yeah, chair she, blank. She thought, yeah, she thought I was crazy. She didn't make any sense to her. Well, people grieve in different ways. And as I've often said, it's not that you're right and she's wrong or vice versa. I would do it 100%. Yeah, I, I don't think there's anything. There are people, Dave. You've seen those stories for years, where people have renewed season tickets in one seat. I, you're paying tribute to him. Yeah, and he loved that horseshit team too. He did. <laughs> he did love that team. I remember uh, two years ago. I think I told him we went when he turned 18. Yeah, and I'm sitting down, and this fucking guy comes walking down with a big beer in his hand. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, son of a bitch, where did you get that beer? Yeah. And he goes, I just wanted to see if I could buy it. He goes, they didn't even card me. And I was like, what the fuck? You don't even drink. He goes, you're right. I hate beer. And he goes, ask the guy next to him, you want a beer? Are you serious? And he goes, yep. Here you go. You handed him the beer. And I go, wow. I was like, 12 bucks. Does it prove that you yeah. could buy it? And he goes, I just you wanted to. You're going to card that fucking kid? No, I Brock wouldn't card that kid either. But he, he sat there and he, and he gave him that fucking beer. I remember th- th- that day, him and I got into a huge fight, man, at Dodger Stadium. <laughs> I don't remember what the fuck we were talking about, but he walked off. Like, he, he his, the first inning, second inning, he walks yeah, off. He had no time for your and, shit. And now here I am. I'm sitting like Oh, sec- my God. Dude, that was exactly right what he was saying. I'm sitting, we're sitting like second Fuck. row in the, the second level up at Dodger yeah, Stadium. Great seats. And I got these fucking dorks behind me. I might have told her this. These dorks behind me look like they work for some fucking engineering company. Yeah. And they're like, I could hit Corey Seager from here with oh, the baseball. Oh, shit. And I'm just listening back and forth talk. And finally I just turn around and go, shut the fuck up. Shut up. None of you motherfuckers. Dork. And I just lay into them. I thought you guys were supposed to be smart. It's about 75 yards away. <laughs> None of you guys could reach Corey Seager from here. Fuck! And there's nowhere, there's no, you can't even step, take a step. You're throwing off no. your heels, you assholes. I just started cussing at all of them, and then I fucking <laughs> just walked left. So fucking mad. I was so pissed at that kid for walking off in our fight. And I'm sitting there watching a guiding Dodger game with a bunch of dorks. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, all right, explain this to me. Yeah. I don't need it from anybody on Twitter, all your bullshit. Uh, here's the thing. Yeah. If if the if the Dodgers are playing, we just have the most fucking random team I can think of. They're the, playing the Reds right now. That that's a perfect fucking matchup, right? The yep. Reds or the Nationals. I have uh, my kids, and we've had a pretty good run. Yeah. I've seen the Angels, seen the Padres, seen the Storm. 
um, we want to go up because I have said to him, it's yeah. an amazing place to watch a game, Dodger game. Yeah. Now they will not leave there with a Dodger hat no. or unless we end up there on like a promotion, but then I'll bring them to you. But when you're there that night and it's the Dodgers again playing the Reds, if something happens for the Dodgers, you fucking cheer for the Dodgers, right? Yeah. It's like being a guest in somebody's home. Yeah. It's if like so, when I went to Fenway. I was I was sitting right. there. I'm all in. Right. You're not buying it. Oh, you probably did. Didn't you no, come home with a shirt? I did. You know what I bought? I bought a, a Ted Williams shirt because it was a San Diego guy. Good. I hope you but wore it during the entire World Series. I did not. It's, but it's, it's the number nine. Okay. Like the way they have it retired on the wall. I like it's that. It's the circle, just the number nine. But I said, fuck, Ted Williams, I'm getting this because of San Diego ties. All right, I like well, That's it. Fuck it. I hate the Red Sox. Yeah. yeah. But when you go, you're cheering, right? Uh, yeah, I was all in. Like when you go to your aunt's house and she makes her bullshit fucking hot dish, you eat it. You're not like a dick and be like, hey, what the fuck are you doing here, Millie? What's this? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Strike one. Millie, what's the deal with the Jello and the cucumbers inside? Yeah, but not, I don't know. You know what? Tell whoever comes over tomorrow because dinner's already made. <laughs> Pull up DoorDash on your phone and hurry up. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that's why I said to my kids. I go look in the moment. Yeah, because we don't give a fuck about the Nationals. We're not going to go cheer against the Padres. Yeah, so they end up in a coma like anybody else at that fucking place. But you, ha it's a great place to go watch a it game. It is. There's a lot of history there. Yeah. I mean, there just is. Here's, here's the deal. Your kids aren't Dodger fans. I don't expect no. them to be Dodger fans. The perfect night like tonight. Tonight, as we do the show, it's Jackie Robinson Day. Okay? Right. April 15th. Everyone's wearing number 42 jerseys throughout baseball. It's uh, pretty cool. That shot by Will Myers is impressive, by the way. That home run we just watched. Um, but you say, you know what? Jackie Robinson something. You want to get him something, not so much even Dodgers, but Jackie Robinson's fantastic in the state of history and, and everything. That's what I think, honestly, as a as a Dodger fan. Of course, you always joke about Steve Garvey. Mm -hmm. I am really proud of the organization for that, that they were the ones with the Japanese pitcher and the Korean pitcher yeah. and, and Fernando and Sandy Koufax and everything else. That When you go to a Dodger game, there's so many different people that are Dodger fans that look so different that would never have anything else in common except for the baseball team. I'll tell you exactly what they'll get and they'll be fine a couple what? of grilled dodger dogs and yeah. a malt cup <laughs> the malt cup you can't go wrong right yep. and that's it and you hang out you watch a ball game yep uh get a lineup card and yep. you'll have fun there you go yep. and they enjoyed it i mean that's the thing when i go like i said in a couple of weeks i'll be at the blue jay game i gotta fucking walk out of there with a kelly gruber jersey <laughs> Old number 17, right. Kelly Gruber. Right. I'm not going to walk around and tell everybody. I'll tell you what. How the fuck is Ernie Witt not in the Hall of Fame? Eh? <laughs> no. I'm just going to go and hang out and drink some uh, Canadian beer. Yeah. And eat a couple of, I don't know, whatever the fuck the Canadian hot dogs are. Who knows? Oh, my God. That is that is fucking It'd be hilarious. fun. Yeah, it would. It would be a, it'd be a great time. But that's Damn, it. That is funny. All right, what, one last Padre thing for you. I had sure. a couple things for you. Does it make you nervous at all that Hosmer's hitting about 200? I fired his ass tonight. What I are you talking about? I wonder how many about? other people did. Cut him right from my fantasy baseball team. Didn't even hesitate. Gone. Him. Goodbye. <laughs> Who did you pick up? Um, CJ Crone. 
No, I did not. I actually was lucky that I had a couple of extra. I had in Cars, uh, Edwin and Carson. Yeah, you got it. Why the fuck can I ever say that kid's name? You get the, from from Seattle. Right. Okay. Moved him to first base. Okay. That was it. That's a yeah. much better move. Much better move. And then I was able to to say goodbye to Hosmer. <laughs> Carson. Why can I fucking. Encarnacion. Yeah. Yeah. In oh. Canarsion. Why? He's I hitting fucking... right now at 206 as we speak during Hosmer. this game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That one, and he just fucking whiffed again. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to lie to you, Dave. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Got a high leg kick, got his jaw protected. People in the front row just sitting around, turning, talking. They're not even paying attention to his shit. <laughs> They're just exchanging phone numbers and recipes. But now Tatis comes up, hitting 288. Now look at conversation stop. It is it's true. You're right. If I'm Hosmer, I go back, I watch. You should pay attention to that. When I come to the plate as a $144 million man, people in the best seats behind home plate are turned around talking to the guy behind them like I'm the fucking pitcher. You know, that's a great point. What do you think uh, Fowler thinks? That's exactly right. You're, you nailed it. Everybody stop talking, paying attention when Tatis is up. Taking pictures. Yeah. Whole shit. Yeah, I don't know. But I know, Dave, it's just, it's fun, man. Uh, you go, uh, they're just, they're relevant. Yeah. They're relevant. I like them as a team. Um, even though I got rid of Hosmer tonight, I don't hate Hosmer on this team. I like Hosmer at first more than I would have liked Myers there, believe me. So, yeah, he's getting figured out. Interesting, as far as uh, the way they're going again, facing the Rockies tonight, big series, anytime inside the division. No matter what happens tonight, still going to be in first place. Yeah. You know, Dodgers right now are tied as we do the show. It's uh, it, it's early, but I think the Padres really, you, you worry about yourself and where they're at as an organization right sure. now. You don't look at the Dodgers, the Giants, no. the Diamondbacks. It's are they moving in the right direction, and they're definitely moving in the right direction. And you just, you wonder... Boy, man, I, I thought the article that Jim Bowden wrote uh, for The Athletic talking yeah. about how Scott Boris and Craig Kimbrough's agent have really, really fucked their client with the way they played the market. Uh, I thought it was so timely. And Dallas Keuchel is still of the mindset that he should get $17.5 million today. Wow. Today. Wow. Like, dude. Every day that goes by, I mean, it's the 15th now. When are you ready? In June? Uh, I don't know. But I, I just look at that, and the thing that we all laugh about is if you're a married guy, how the fuck do you go home and have that conversation? What's funny is uh, it's, um, Kimbrell's going through the same thing. He wants the money. You know, He wants well, to get paid, too. Because his agent came out and yeah. said, I want a six-year, $120 million contract. Insane. I think he's the best closer ever. And he's people, on he's on pace, but guess what? He didn't have a great year last year. Right. But when you say that, yeah. teams don't even want to come to the table. No. They're out. Like, I wonder how many teams, and I get it, we're only a couple of weeks in, but right now looking at what Machado has meant to this team, defensively, offensively, what he's done with Tatis, you wonder, Dave, how many other teams look at it. We always talk about Hosmer. There wasn't much of a market. Well, for a year and three weeks, yeah, others look like they might have been right. But there also wasn't a huge market for Machado. No. If I'm the White Sox right now, I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> That's exactly what Ken Williams is doing. Shit. What the fuck? 
Look at that throw. That's I it. swear to God, I'm going to tell everybody in this room, <laughs> if I see that fucking replay one more time, guess where you are? You're on LinkedIn. You're out. You're on LinkedIn. That's the threat. One more move. One more outburst like that, and you're on LinkedIn. Ken, I can't control what they do at ESPN. No, but you can control the bullshit that comes out of your mouth. <laughs> right? Yes. I'm just like, shit. People yeah. people are freaking out when I when I was asking who was better, Machado or Arenado. You it's know? great. So here, here here you go. I have some numbers because this is courtesy of the Padres. They put this on the other day. Okay. It was the best at hot corners, the title, okay? Career accolades, all-stars. They've both been all-stars four times. Okay. Okay, gold gloves, Arenado has six, Machado has two. Mm. Defensive runs saved, Arenado has 109, Machado has 89. Okay. And home runs, Arenado was 189, Machado 179. They're wow. Both, they're both outstanding. I mean, they're How both old is Arenado? Arenado, I think, is, he's, I think he's two years older, if I'm not mistaken. About 28? Yeah. God, they're if fun, I'm not man. Mistaken. They're both great. I mean, they both are really are, are ridiculous. Well, they both Adler, look like they could both play shortstop. Well, Adler was talking about it, and, and I think Junior was too, um, but it was a really good conversation, talking about does the National League West – have team for team the best left side of the infield of any division in baseball. I agree with that. And he said, when you go to the Giants, Longoria, gold glove winner, yeah. Brandon Crawford. Gold glove winner. Yeah. He said, when you come to the Dodgers, Turner and Seager from an offensive yep. standpoint, and won't hurt you defensively, maybe not at the level of the others. San Diego with Machado and Tatis. Yep. Um, he said, even what you saw – in Arizona with Escobar and Nick Ahmed, yeah. who's bitching about every call. Yeah. But still, what you see with those guys was really fun. And then uh, and then Arenado and, and Story. Yeah. It is outstanding. Wow. I think right now, the game we're watching tonight with uh, the Padres and Rockies, this is the best left side defensively of the infield. Yeah. On both, both teams. Yeah, really fun. Yeah, the Rockies will say they have the best, and the Padres will say we're fine with what we have. Yeah, but it's just, for me, I love that the team's in the conversation, yeah. right? I yeah. just love that the team's in the conversation. Uh, We're not getting out of here without talking about what happened yesterday at Augusta. Okay. How much of it did you watch? Zero. Really? Absolutely, absolutely watch zero. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable watching him without saying a word he didn't have to trash talk. He didn't do anything. Talking about Tiger Woods at Augusta. Dave, he was so far in the head of the other six, seven, eight, nine guys that are all quality players. And he was so far in their head. And they all, one by one, like it was a movie script, found a way to fuck up. And he just stayed steady, kept playing, and won it. And I will tell you, Watching it with my sons, yeah, it was so fun. Did you watch? How much did you watch? How many hours? We uh, we watched the last two and a half hours. Okay. So we watched it because it had started. It started local time at six. Yeah, uh, we picked it up at about nine thirty, and stayed with it right through to the end. And my sons, kind of at the start, were like, "Ah, oh, we're gonna hang out. We're gonna watch this." I'm like, "Look, man, <laughs> you gotta understand this guy." This may be the old stallion making one more move. It was, we were so into it, watching him, uh, fantastic. And at the end, 
when he wins it. Yeah. And Brooks Kepka has a chance to kind of make it interesting. Misses a putt that he has made so many times before. And now Tiger really, uh, all Tiger had to do was bogey to win it, which he does. But he comes off there and his son is the first one to meet him. Yeah. How old is his son now? Look like six. Really? Little Nike hat backwards. Yeah. And dude, I'm just telling you, Dave, it's like as for any of us, for a father and a son, when you look at that and you go, it's just fucking great. Right. It's just yeah. fucking great. And uh, I'm telling you, it was one of the coolest things that I can remember watching in a long, long time. And to watch it with my sons, to share it with them, uh, made it even better. But you, you I, cry? You know what? I, I didn't cry. But if you, a Jim Nan said something afterwards that I thought was so great. Okay. He said, if you're a father and you have a son and you don't look at that and go, holy cow, is this great? Seven years old is his son. Seven, Charlie? Yeah. And then CBS, damn, they took the highlight from Tiger hugging his dad yeah. in 97. Yep. And it faded into Tiger then hugging his son. It was outstanding, man. It was outstanding. So, yeah, you just watch it. You go, holy shit, that was just great. And he is such a polarizing figure. Yeah. And, man, he just, he, he, he mind-banged every one of those guys. <laughs> Molinari in the water. I mean, Dave, you were just watching it. You're like, I'm telling you, I, I wish you had it. Because I wish you would have had the chance to see it. You would have dug it. Anybody who saw it. I would never have guessed. I thought Tiger would never win again a major like the, the Masters or anything yeah. like that, ever. When you look at, they wrote down the medical history that he's had done, what he's had done in the back surgeries, to come back and do that at age 43 yeah. was outstanding. And I, I thought everybody's nitpicking CBS for their coverage. Why? Oh, they thought they were over the top and too much self-promotion and too emotional. I thought it was great. It just, and like, you were done. Yeah. You were done by 12 noon. Like, we were out at noon, went out and hung out, spent the whole day. But um, for as many different fun things as I've done with my sons where we've traveled and done the whole thing, um, to have the chance to just hang out, watch it, really fun. All right, here's my question about Jim Nance. Uh -huh. Okay. They say Jim Nance makes seven million dollars a year. Okay. How what is Jim Nance net worth? Hmm. I've seen his house at Pebble Beach. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Because he does endorsements too. So I'm gonna say his net worth is sixty one million dollars. Fifteen million. Now how does that make any fucking sense? Come on. What is he just spends everything? <laughs> is it Brewster's millions over there? What Where, the in Carmel? I've been to Carmel. There's nothing to do in Carmel. How the hell? It doesn't make any sense. He has the trophy wife, you know? Right. Like, he was married for 26 years to this other woman. Not attractive. I'm looking at her right now. And now he has the, like, two-year-old and the one-year-old again, but he's 60. Dude. And you're <laughs> Let me tell you this. <laughs> Let me tell you this. I'm thinking of Steve Woods over there who talks about the mess he went through yesterday. You think Jim Nance is going through that mess? Why the fuck was that even on Twitter? What are we, the silly, cute couple? We got to put everything on Twitter? Do I need that? 
Can't wait till my fucking friend Bo gets old enough to beat the shit out of you, literally. <laughs> hey, look how crazy we are. Like, not everything needs to be fucking posted, okay? Hit the fucking e-break. One time. Should go out for a walk. Um, I'll say this about Nance, and tell me I'm wrong. Go ahead. I don't know a guy at that level of success and fame that we have met face to face that is nicer than Jim Nance. I mean, just like. Hello, friend. Yeah. yeah. Were you there at the U.S. Open? Yeah. When I was, and then I was out. I didn't get to see the end of it. I went on vacation. In 2008? Yeah. Yeah. When we were there doing shows yeah. and he was just walking around. I swear to God, I don't know a guy that I have met, and, and he's great when he's on with Kaplan. We only had him on the one time. I honestly don't know a guy that I've met at that level that has been just sincerely yeah. as nice a man as he was. No, he is extremely he's nice He's great guy. on Dan Patrick's show at Pebble Beach every year when he brings those guys out to the back and the whole thing. I, I just go, fuck, man. I just, just sit there and go, holy fuck, dude, you're 60 and you got a two-year-old and a one-year-old. Lives at Pebble Beach. Yeah. Like, hangs out, like, gorgeous house. Yeah. Yeah. Not a bad life. Nah, but good for him for yeah. earning it. Not a bad life. All right, I want to read a couple things real quick. And, and Jeff mentioned Dan Williams. Dan Williams yeah. has been a friend of the show for a few years now. Can't tell you how happy we are that Dan Williams is, is not just a friend of the show, but he's now a sponsor of the show. Dan Williams does great things. Now, look, a lot of people, if you, you and I have this conversation all the time about the stuff yep. you learn in school and the stuff you actually use. We talk about why don't they have finance? Why don't they sit there and, and tell you more about life and how things work and how to stretch your money and how you're going to get killed through your credit score and how you take care of things the right way? Dan Williams is your guy. A lot of people don't understand finances, how to make your money grow, how to get to get you where you want to be. He's the guy right now, Jeff, if you're a first-time home buyer, if you're a veteran. He, right now, he wants to get people educated. He wants to build relationships. Dan is that guy. If you're one of those guys that's not where you want to be financially, Dan Williams is your guy. Well, especially if you are a first-time home buyer, we're going to give you a great, great opportunity. How you can get a copy of Dan's book, How to Purchase a Home with No Down Payment Using Your VA Loan Eligibility. Here's all you need to do. Go to sandiegolending.us slash Dave and Jeff. sandiegolending.us slash Dave and Jeff is where you can get it. Not only that, but you can get Dan's other book, Borrow Smart, uh, Repay Smart. And that's the other book that you can get. You can get both of those for free right now. Go to sandiegolending.us slash Dave and Jeff. We're saying tonight, one of the coolest things that's ever happened for you for me, was being a homeowner. Yeah. And it's really, really fantastic. But you need help. You need help and you need the right people there. And that's why you want Dan on your side. Look, like we said, it starts with a visit to the website, sandiegolending.us slash Dave and Jeff. But you can also contact Dan for any mortgage refinance purchase as well as reverse mortgage needs at 858-688-6813 is the number. 858-688-6813. Especially we are talking to those of you in the military because some of the programs that are available uh, with a VA loan are just absolutely mind-blowing. Yep. And I think it's wonderful. For what you guys have done, you get the uh, opportunity uh, to get some benefits that you've earned. 
and take advantage of it. So give Dan a call, 858-688-6813. And also sandiegolending.us slash Dave Jeff. Excuse me, I want to give you the right website uh, to get the two free books. Dave, I'm telling you right now, we're talking about it right now. I'm going to be right back in that yeah. situation in a couple of weeks. I couldn't be more excited. Absolutely. So really happy to have him on. One thing Dan was waiting for was he wanted to build that perfect website. The guy who did it was a guy also yep. sponsored the show, Kyle Fluger. He built our website. He did it for Dan as well. Kyle's number is 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. Boy, he did an amazing job for us. So many people have looked at it. And when you see Dan's website, you're going to notice it. It is the way you stand out from your competition. The first impression makes a difference because if your website doesn't work, then you're not going to be working. People are yeah. not going to be interested to go and look at page two or page three. They're just going to look at it and say, ah, it's a lazy site. I'm not going to be part of it. Give Kyle a call. Tell him uh, Dave and Jeff sent you. There you go. Also, don't forget about our good friend Brian Curry selling real estate all over San Diego County for more than 20 years. He's won a lot of awards. He's really good at it, and he knows San Diego better than anybody. Make sure you call Brian Curry. You're looking for that perfect home, whether it's a home, it's a condo. You're looking for a place to rent. He's your guy. Also, Brian's your guy for property management. If you need someone to manage your property, call Brian Curry, 619 619- Two five one one five eight eight six one nine two five one one five eight eight. Well, I really like it that we have two guys that you can trust. You will have the financing lined up uh, with Dan, but it starts with you and Brian. And I'm going to be doing the same thing. Brian and I are going to go out and figure out the right place to be. And uh, like a, we will just go and figure it out in San Diego. That's the exciting thing. Yep. So many fun neighborhoods, and especially if you're a parent. Where do you want to be? You want to be in Penasquitas? You want to be a little closer to the coast? Lucadia, Solana Beach. Uh, Dan will let you know what works for you financially, and then you and Brian can go pound the door down, go to one of those open houses, eat all the cheese and crackers, <laughs> maybe take a remote, walk out of there with a brand new house. I think that's the way to do it. <laughs> Perfect. I also finally want to wish a happy birthday How to the birthday boy. How about this son of a gun? <laughs> Alan Taylor. Taylor made pool 619-449-4452. Man, it is getting hot. This weekend was warm enough. If you weren't thinking we need that perfect pool, I don't know what's going through your mind right now. Alan Taylor's a guy. He can build that perfect pool for you, or you can repair the one that you have that's not up to the specifications that you need. Make sure you give Alan Taylor a call at 619-449-4452. I also want to wish my friend Alan a happy birthday. Every day, my kids are out in Palm Springs right now. They're, their mom... Paid four twenty five for the gas to get out there. You got to pay for parking at the yep. hotel. You know why they're out there? They went out there for five days because they want to hang out at the pool. Look at that. Right? And you go, all right, well, how much did you put out today Just and tomorrow? Because you got to eat out. Yep. How many people are doing that? And you say, ah, oh, I love it. Dealing with the Coachella traffic, the whole thing. I laughed. And you said, yeah. Well, why not? If you have the opportunity, if you have the space where you can put a pool in, don't make the mistake that so many others are making. Have that yeah. pool come to you. Just give Al a call. His team will be out there, and you will love the results. There you go. All right, finally, before we get on out of here, I posted a picture this morning 
two things I, I, I did, okay? Because uh-huh. I wanted to see actually which one got more of a response. I sent him at almost the exact same time. Okay. One was about Jackie Robinson, which I think is a remarkable human being. When you look mm-hmm. at the history and how he not only brought baseball together, but maybe brought people uh, together in a way to make them think a little bit different. I put out a thing about Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know how many likes and whatever. I never saw it. Okay. Usually I see everything. Okay, and, and that that was hardly anything. Then the other one was I almost stepped on a goddamn rattlesnake today Fuck. at 530 in the morning. I 100% didn't even see it. Didn't hear it and didn't see it. Oh! And I was like, holy shit. And then I literally parked my car at 530 in the morning. I'm walking through the first floor of, uh, of a parking structure. Yeah. And then a guy right by me pulls in and he runs right over the fucking thing. Oh. And he steps out and realizes he almost steps on it. And I was like, holy shit, dude, it's a rattlesnake. But I'm telling you, I didn't hear it at all. I I'm at 530, I'm half asleep. I don't even know God what the fuck's going damn. on. That would have sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Down he goes. That would have sucked. But I posted that picture. So everybody had a, had a response over that goddamn rattlesnake. But right. holy shit, how close have you ever been to a rattlesnake? Uh Oh, God. I don't even want to answer that because yeah. I- Don't want to jinx yourself right. tomorrow. <laughs> And this is in Del Mar. People are like, that doesn't make sense. I'm telling you, it was in Del Mar. Yeah. God, that huge. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have been done. How <laughs> did I not see it? There's nothing there. Yeah. That when you need somebody to piss on you? Your buddy, you're just laid out? I think that's a stingray. I don't know. A jellyfish. Ah. Oh, Steve n- Irwin's laid on the ground. People just pissing on his chest. No, right. you asshole. That's you need Van Damme to come by and hold that <laughs> snake by the neck and punch it in the face. I love that clip. It's real too. That's a documentary. It's That's not true. That's true. Um, I I don't know that I've ever been close, but that, that fuck uh, that. God damn, it was huge. Yeah, freaked me out. Oh, you think? Jesus. That's why I asked. Did you cry? <laughs> no, I wouldn't get even though it was dead. I wouldn't get near it. A buddy of mine was, I was telling him the story. What a way to go! You suck. died in a parking structure from a rattlesnake. Nobody would have found me. No one would have found me. No, you'd have just been left there. I show up 30 minutes for everybody else. No one would have found me. Fuck, just dead. Just laying there dead. with a goddamn rattlesnake around me. The rattlesnake's just working his way up your shin. Buddy, buddy, I was telling me a story this week. When yeah. he lived in Louisiana, and he said two things he was saying. He goes, man, Louisiana's crazy. Everyone talks about Florida. And he goes, we'd go out in these little boats. He goes, my buddy and I... And you would shoot alligators. It was alligators. Oh, you're allowed to no shoot them. way. So he goes, the trick to getting your big alligator was, he goes, you'd hang chickens. And the, for, uh. and, the, and the biggest alligators could get the ones at the top. Those are the ones you want. Okay. So he goes, we, we get this alligator. We throw it in the boat. And he goes, all of a sudden, there's a water moccasin going across the water. And he's going, hey, that water moccasin went right by us. And then you realize it didn't go by. It went over inside the boat. Oh, no. So he goes, fuck, now there's a, a water moccasin. I said, did you jump in the water? And he goes, fuck, no, there are alligators in the water. Oh, So damn. now you got to kill the water moccasin with whatever you can find. You know, it's a poisonous snake. Yeah. So he's like, shit. He goes, all of a sudden, he's looking uh, uh, for something uh, uh. to kill this water moccasin, and he hears a big splash, and his buddy jumps in the water. He's like, what oh, the no. fuck are you doing jumping in the water? He turns around, that big alligator he thought yeah. he killed is alive, and it's looking right at him. Oh. So now he's like, I got this fucking snake, and I got this fucking alligator. Oh, no. And I, I said, fuck that. He goes, Louisiana. He goes, you take those boats, snakes fall out of trees in your boat yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. God, no way. So he, so I'm, I, he said, uh, dude, you got to go one time. I said, I'm never going. No. So he said, as when he was Why a kid. Why don't I go to prison one time, too, and see how that goes? <laughs> when he was a kid, he said they killed a snapping turtle. He cut off the head, and they make soup with it, whatever. Ugh. And he said his buddy goes out, picks up the head like two days later, puts it by his finger. Psh, bitch, what? 
chops his finger right off. shit. He goes, Good. He goes, it takes like three days for the head to die. He goes, completely Good. cut the kid's finger right off. Good. <laughs> Good. What a dumb shit. Oh, let me see the head. Hey, put the butt down. Oh, oh, oh. A dumb fuck. <laughs> there you go. Um, so how, what do you do? How do you get out of it? Oh, my God. He, he uh, I think he ended up jumping out of the fucking boat. I was so freaked oh. out when he was telling me you got to go. It kind of ended the conversation. I said, I'm Start, never going to Louisiana. Started hyperventilating. Yeah. Um, I want to thank everybody today on social media who didn't play the fucking game. Right? I was just waiting for some fucking goon to play the game. Dave, when I was 19 years old, yeah. I was living in London. One of my really good friends, a kid named Mike Paoli, who I had grown up with in Minneapolis, came to visit me. We spent six weeks traveling Europe on the trains. We went everywhere. It was an absolute blast. We were out of place in everywhere we went, from uh, Portugal to uh, Madrid, Barcelona, and we spent about a week in Paris. Yeah. And we had no money, but we would just get fucking drunk every night. (laughs) Every night, we would just get fucked up. And like our second or third day in Paris, I woke up. We had a huge hangover, and my buddy Mike said to me, let's go to Notre Dame. And I go, what? And he goes, let's go to Notre Dame. Let's go. You want to see this church, man? And I go, dude, I haven't been to church since my grandparents took me when I was four years old, (laughs) and I was miserable. He goes, I'm telling you, you want to go, let's go. So my head feels like it's going to explode, and we go down to this church, and I'm like, ah, what are we going to fucking do here? And we go and we're hanging out. Dave, I'm telling you, it's one of the coolest fucking things I've ever done in my life. It was this church. And earlier today, it was on fire in Paris. I didn't know the story at all. Yeah. This 800 year old church in Paris that so many people have seen. So many people have been to. Yeah. Fucking thing is on fire. And here's the crazy shit about that story. My buddy Mike was the guy that smoked a pipe. He read Zen in the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. We we're 19 fucking years old. And this guy is just the perfect guy to travel with. We come back. He moves to Colorado. He gets a job tr- flying people in airplanes okay. through the Canadian Rockies. He's like 24 years old. Fucking guy owns planes. He's flying them. He goes to Alaska to train on a new plane. The guy who is training it takes him down through these mountains in in Alaska, fucking crashes the plane and kills my buddy Mike at the age of 26. Jesus. So I just look at it for anybody that was lucky enough to travel when we were 19 and you feel like you know everything and you come back and you're a different guy. Like when I saw Notre Dame today, it flashed back to me with a very, very important guy in my life that sadly never met my kids, never met Dave, never saw anything that happened with this radio show because it didn't happen until five years after he had passed away. And so when I'm looking at that today, I'm just like, fuck, I'm not, Dave, I'm not Catholic, but Sunday is Easter and you know what it means to Catholics all over the world. It is the most the architecture in there, Dave, the artwork in there. And and I heard Chris Como and others saying tonight, when you go to Paris, you really, they said two things. I'll tell you the three things. The two things that they said, of course, is the Eiffel Tower. 
uh, Notre Dame you go to, but the other one would be the Louvre. I mean, you're yeah. going to go to the Louvre and see the Mona Lisa. And we did all three of those things. But I just, uh, when I watched that church burn today, it, it's impactful. And, yeah. and I just sat there, but I was just waiting for some dumb fuck <laughs> goon to jump in and be like, oh, hey, thanks so much. You know, whoever, Thomas yeah. Brothers. And be like, hey, <laughs> fuck you. But nobody did. And so, uh, and I was just like, shit, man. I just, for any of you that were lucky enough to go there, I just laughed because I kept saying to my buddy on this trip, there's so many people in the world that deserve to be here more than we do, but yep. fuck them. And like as I, I wrote on Twitter, you wouldn't have seen two guys more out of place, but you wouldn't have seen two guys having more fun than me and my buddy Mike. Cool. And one of the great memories that I have of a buddy of mine taken away way too young, flying airplanes like a maniac, uh, was our time at, at Notre Dame. So for everybody um, from a religious standpoint that was impacted, anybody from a personal impact, man, believe me, I'm feeling it too. And uh, just devastating. But it sounds like they're going to be able to to ultimately save the structure Good. Uh, the spheres came down, which was tough. Dave, I know it means a lot to your to your wife's side yeah. of her family. But, uh, man, if you were impacted by that today, I was too. So all the best to the people in Paris. Uh, Doc Malibu, who I know a lot of you hate. Dave and I get along with him great. Yeah. He sent me a lot of cool shit today that I wasn't aware of, that apparently there had been a group of terrorists that had been lighting arson fires Jeez. with churches in Paris and the hope is that that was not an arson that they had been doing some work right when the building's 800 years old you have to do it so let's hope that it was just an accidental fire because that would really really be upsetting if uh, somebody did that on purpose we will be back here Wednesday night okay. um, please give all of our sponsors a call and then I'll see you Thursday night at Book Catapult with Matt Coyle perfect all right When I'm back